fear. Man, it's gone. It has no part of my story. Guys, what we're talking about here today is special. What we're talking about is being a kid. What we're talking about is getting this Christian life lived out the way it needs to be lived out. As I was preparing this sermon, man, I ran across a lot of things. But uh, I was reminded that uh, when I was growing up or when I was about in college, there came out a book. All I really needed to know, I learned in kindergarten. Y'all remember that book? Hey, some of the cool things that we learned in kindergarten is share everything. Okay? That was a big deal. You couldn't say it was mine, but you had to share it with everybody. Okay? That's the reason we shared all our colds and everything else. Okay? All right? That was the immune thing there. All right? Uh, Play fair. We had all-star basketball. Man, it's not about playing the game of basketball. It's about doing the right thing. It's about living in the right direction, okay? It's more than just playing volleyball. It's like playing fair. But we learned that in kindergarten, but we need to be reminded of that all the time. You know, one of the things that really hurts me today is uh, some park districts won't let the parents come watch their kids play. You know why? Because the parents don't know how to act. That's sad. But all we needed to learn, we learned in kindergarten. Listen to this. We play fair. Okay? Here's another one. Don't hit people. Should be a no-brainer. But now we're shooting people, all right? Hey, we learned that back in kindergarten. Did we forget our lesson that we learned in kindergarten? Here's another one. Put things back where they belong. Man, I don't know. That's a problem. But we learned that in kindergarten. Everything had a place. Everything in its place, okay? We try to teach our kids. Clean up your mess is another one. When you made a mess, you cleaned it up. Hey, here's another one. Don't take these things that aren't yours, all right? They're yours. They're great. Here's my favorite. Cookies and milk are great. (laughs) All right? And here's another one. Take a nap every afternoon. I wish I could still follow that. That was awesome, man. Say you're sorry when you do something wrong. All right? When you go out, watch traffic. Look both ways. You guys remember that lesson? Be aware of the wonders of life. Y'all remember the seeds that we got to plant in the little Dixie cups or the styrofoam cups or the little milk carton? You know what happened to that seed? The roots went down and the plant went up. We learned that in kindergarten. But it was a wonder, wasn't it? How God can make something out of a seed. It's also a wonder how a goldfish and a hamster die. And so do we. But we taught these many great truths in kindergarten. Kids can understand. Kids can learn a lesson. Hey, a lot of the big professionals were wanting to know The secret to having such a strong faith. This conference was huge. That was the conference title. And they were all excited about going to this conference. I mean, the thing was packed out. You couldn't find a parking place anywhere. The reservations were full. They couldn't fit another person in. And they had an expert that was going to be speaking on how to uh, have such strong faith. All right, and everybody's excited. The music was over. The praise time was done. And it came time for the person to come out on stage. And guess what? This person came out on stage. He was in a diaper. 
two-year-old kid came out on stage. He says, hey, the reason you can have such a strong faith is because he's a child. Wow. Where did he get that from? Let me refresh your mind. Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. There's another song we sing. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him be strong. They are weak, but he is strong. All right. He loves us. We learn that back in our Sunday school classes. We learn that because we sing that song. That is the number one song all these missionaries go all over the world to teach. Even when we go on mission trips, we teach Jesus loves me. We teach these songs. Hey, how many times do we forget what these songs teach us? Today in scripture, I want you to turn with me to Mark. Mark chapter 10, please. And I'm not doing this to uh, make you feel unimportant. I want you to understand the way God looks at us. The way Jesus needs us to understand the way he pointed people. Mark 10, we're starting verse 13, and go to 16. It says, And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Permit the little children to come unto me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And he who took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. Wow. Powerful scripture. This came to me in December. Dwayne says, I'm going to Africa, Brent. You got the last Sunday in January. He says, why don't you do something on uh, telling how great the youth program is? And I said, well, we can maybe take that on. We can handle that. But this verse, I don't know if you know it, but in my quiet time, I've been writing the Bible out. I've been doing that. I'm almost finished with the gospel. So I'm going, yeah, baby. But I want you to know how cool that is. To write God's word down. Guys, this isn't the first time he's told us this. In the other three gospels, he tells us the exact same thing. And so many times, I don't know if we get it. And guys, it's sad. Because he gives us the secret of living a spirit-filled, a great Christian life. Is to have childlike faith. What happens to us? What happens to us? 
I don't know it. But, uh, man, so many times I think I know better than what God has got down for me. So many times I think I lose my attention span and forget what's important in life. It's sad, but we've all been there. We all do it. But God has blessed us with children. In Psalms, it says children are a blessing. And in the Old Testament, if you didn't have kids, you were considered non-blessed by God. But so many times we miss the blessing of our kids because we go, oh man, I got the kids today. What am I going to do with them? How are we going to keep them entertained? What are we going to do with these kids? So many times these kids teach us stuff about life, what's important in life. So pay attention to the sermon today and what God's saying through Scripture because I think it's so important. I'm glad this church has built this facility. I'm glad that we have a children's ministry like we do. I'm glad Stacy and Blake and the rest of these people have click going on Sunday nights. It does my heart a great deal of joy to see these kids coming in here learning it does my heart a great deal of joy to know how many kids have walked through these doors and is now in mission work. It does my heart a great deal of joy to know that they're living for Jesus no matter if they're out there doing it professionally or whatever, but they're doing their difference by being a Sunday school teacher, by being an instrument God can use to lead other people to Jesus Christ. That is awesome. That's what this thing is all about. That's what carries on in heaven. Right? It's not about how much money I make. I leave that here. But everybody I get to share Christ with, everybody that gets that relationship right with Christ, goes on into heaven. And we carry that with us in heaven. So, important things. Don't be like the Pharisees. We need to bring the kids to church. We need to bring the kids to Jesus. Don't apologize for that. Roth does a good job of running an all-star. I mean, I sat through many coaches' meetings. One of the biggest things we push is, hey, this is not about basketball. This is not about volleyball. This is about taking time to show these kids what's important in life, how to live life, memorizing Scripture, these little bracelets we give out, Scripture verses on their wrists. So they can know who Jesus is. They can know how to live life. Guys, they're small enough. They believe what they read. They believe what they're told. They believe they have the faith to do the things that they need to do. Okay? A childlike faith. So many times I pray to God that I might have that childlike faith in difficulties that come my way. Help me to trust you, Lord. Help me just to know that you walk with me all the time. Max Lucado said that he was walking his daughter out on a walk. They were just walking. And he asked his daughter, are you scared where we're going or what we're going to be doing? She goes, no, it's because you're with me. Wow. Out of the mouths of babes, guys. Children understand, man, they... They understand that faith connection. They were bringing these kids to Jesus so he could touch them. What's the deal with the touch? 
Hey, let's go see Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Did Jesus wave at him? No, he took the time to touch him. To make a difference. Allison in our youth group uh, a long time ago, she came up with this slogan for our youth group. It was uh, out of 2 Timothy 4, 12, I think. Don't let people look down on you for being young. But here it is. Touch is teaching others useful Christian habits. If we do that to our kids, they'll understand. We need to understand. We need to take the time to do that. I'm amazed that we sometimes miss the opportunity to touch our children in that way, to teach them the important things in life, more than getting a baseball, more than being great on the sports floor, but how to live this life to the fullest, how to get the most out of their faith. That's the thing that's most important, isn't it? Here it is. The disciples were rebuked by Jesus. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Permit the kids to come unto me. Do not hinder them. For our kingdom belongs, or the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it at all. Guys, he's teaching us something. Bear with me here. The disciples, what do they see the kids? Distraction. Man, they make too much noise. Man, they're out of control. They're a waste of time. They can't understand this. They can't be religious. Maybe he didn't want them to be religious. Did you ever think of that? But they were moved by what they saw the Pharisees and the kind of Jewish culture they were raised in. They were moved by seeing kids as non-important. But Jesus, man, I love that, takes the time to bless them and to touch them. Wow. When I was going to seminary, they asked me what I wanted to study. And I couldn't believe it. They asked me, but I said, all right. But my degree, my master's degree is in children's education. You know why I went that way? It's because when I grew up in church, these people I walked with affected me in my Sunday school class. They affected me in my RA program. They affected me in a lot of ways I've seen them live out Jesus. And they were always telling me how I could live out Jesus. And guys, I just happened to listen to what they were teaching. And it changed me as a kid. Can kids understand this? Yes, they can. Because it's faith. They believe what they're taught. Parents. We have to believe we can affect our generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to bring them. They need to see it lived out. Callie, I'm going to use you for example real quick. 
I'm all the time being a great youth pastor. <laughs> Brag on myself here. It doesn't always work, you know. But I can't tell you how many times I told Callie, Callie, you've got to get to these camps. You've got to go do these things with us because it's going to change the way you see yourself. And God's going to be able to use these experiences in your life. And I'll play Callie. She goes, oh, I'm too busy. I can't handle it. You know, it's not going to work this year. I can't do it. I even say, if money's a problem, let me know. i got a budget. We can use that money to do something. i got people around here willing to give. We can get you there where you need to be. But I can't be you and get live this Christian life for you. you got to go experience this thing. you got to go get changed. you got to go have this experience in your life so he can use you in a different way to see the light. Finally, she went. It's changed her life. She goes, man, I can't wait. I'm making priorities now to go to camp. I'm making priorities now to do whatever I need to do to get going. Hey, God knows what he's doing. But so many times we put the emphasis on the wrong thing. Life's more than a baseball game. Life's more than getting good grades. Life's important when it's lived out for him and not me. Because he knows what's going to make me happy in life. It's not going to make me happy to have loads of money. It's going to make me happy when I'm able to glorify him. When I glorify him in my marriage, my kids see it. Do I do a great job all the time? No, I'm hateful to say I don't. But I want you to know, I go to him and ask him for forgiveness. Kids need to know that parents aren't perfect. We don't have it all together. All right. So he goes to the fair, or he's got the disciples rebuking the kids from coming to Jesus. Okay? Not coming. How do we do that today? It's hurtful, but we do. I use Callie for example. We think we're too busy. We think we're uh, can't handle it. Oh, I've heard that before. That's just church. That's all right. We don't have to go tonight. We heard all that stuff before, haven't we? But all that stuff adds up, guys. It helps build our faith. Okay? The Pharisees, what were they more concerned about when they saw children? They go, well, they can't contribute. They can't do this. They can't do that. They... It's, it's a waste of time to be talking to kids. It's just not going to happen. Kids just aren't important. Okay? That's what they saw. That's what the disciples were reflecting at the time. But you want to know? The Pharisees were so mad at Jesus for doing the time with the kids. Today I was going to title this the children's sermon. Because I love children's sermons growing up as a kid. They were good things I can understand. You know, when the preacher got up there and used all the big words and stuff, I just couldn't understand it, you know. And I was just great when it got down to my level. And plus, they gave out a Dairy Queen ice cream cone to the best listener. 
And you know what? When they did that, baby, that was all mine. Because I was going to listen. Because that's the one thing I wanted. Ice cream. You know? Hey. We need to see kids as a priority. We need to see kids as worth the time. Taking the time to grow them spiritually. Nurture them. I'm going to use Kenzie as another example. She blew me and Tracy away the other day. You know, this parent thing of getting all these kids out of the house, it's killing us, okay? I mean, it just kind of puts you down and you're just going, wow, what in the world happened to us? You know, we're old now. There's nobody in the house besides dogs. You know what I mean? But, yeah, we have kids here in the youth group and stuff like that, but it's different when you live with a kid. You know what I mean? It really is. But uh, Kenzie was out of school. I guess she's going through her uh, New Testament class this year or Old Testament? Old Testament class. And she just sent me a quick text for me and her mom. She goes, Mom and Dad, I want to just thank you so much for teaching me how to use my Bible. Teaching me how to learn scriptures. She was sitting in her Old Testament class. She's usually the first one to find the book that she's looking for. And she realized that just didn't happen by accident. There was a lot of times when she wanted to quit. I'm never going to use this stuff, Dad. This is not going to happen. I got other things I want to do. You don't make anybody else at church do it. I said they're all jumping off the bridge. Would you do it? I mean, we use all those examples. But to have her understand why it was so important for her to be nurtured in that way and know that that's a blessing now is so cool because tears are just flowing down my eyes. I'm just going, thank you, Jesus. Man, we did good. It wasn't my wisdom. It was God's wisdom, but I just took the time to instill it in my daughter and my son. Was it hard? Man, you ain't a tootin', man. I don't know how many things they took me for because they did the Bible verse and they got to the state championship and they could do it and that was, I'll pay up now, Dad. But yes, I did have rewards for them. But my biggest reward is, hey, they know Jesus Christ and they know how to use their sword that he gave them to live life daily. They have the faith. And it doesn't happen by accident. You have to take time to instill it in them. To let God touch them. To let God use this stuff that we have. This love letter. Okay? Ah, man. God does this super stuff when we just let him do it. Okay? And children are very, very important. We got this Sanctity of Life Sunday. These abortions. The reason we have abortions is, I hate to say it, convenience. Do you know the state of New York this last couple weeks said, hey, you can abort a child up to nine months. You know Illinois is next to do it. 
How many of y'all voted? Hey, we got to be careful what we do around here. We got to be careful where we throw our priorities, what we teach our kids, because that's going to be passed down. I think it's great. It does my heart good to watch this video, see these kids put these roses in there. Because what we're doing is teaching them, hey, that life is important. If we don't do it, who's going to do it? So many times we wait on our school system to do it. We wait on somebody else to do it. That's the reason we need great Sunday school teachers. That's the reason we need great click teachers. That's the reason we need Wednesday night teachers. That's the reason we need people to work all-star basketball, to be coaches, to do the right thing, to take the time to at least... Tell these kids about scripture. Tell them about what God can do in their life to be real to them. Because they are important. And they do take what you say and put it to heart. Because that's the way the kingdom of God is. Let me get back to my notes. I'm getting off here. I'm preaching. Oh, man. One of the things I want you to see... The Pharisees were always interested in what it would gain them, the power. Okay? The power isn't here on earth. The power is going to be in heaven when we get to live forever and we get to be with Jesus Christ. So, how many of, all, all of us can get to heaven on our own? None of us. But they thought they could by living a good life, by keeping the law, by doing all this stuff. They thought they could earn their way into heaven, which doesn't work. So that's the reason they couldn't see those kids living this thing out, doing the right thing. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, For grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Not as a result of works so anyone can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before so that we may walk in them. Wow. Here it is. He's prepared good works. All I have to do is walk in them. Wow. I'm going to use this example. It's going to be a little stretch for you. Old Testament always lines up with the New Testament. I want you to see this example. God's got a great promised land out there. He's got a land flowing with milk and honey. He's got the spies to go out there and view this stuff. They said the grapes are so big, they're like watermelons. They said this is an awesome place. But one thing, there's giants in the land. God, you can't deliver me from the giants. But two people said they could. Joshua and Caleb. In Deuteronomy it said... That you're going to wonder 40 years for your disbelief. Here they saw God do all these miracles, deliver them from Egypt, do all these things. But yet they lose sight of who their God is. God says, I'm going to give you this promised land. You're not going to have to work. I'm going to give it to you. Do they believe it? Sadly, eight of them didn't. Two of them did. And it caused Israel to suffer. 
God does it for us. All we have to do is work or walk in it, okay? Walk in it. There's no work about it. All we have to do is walk in it. The world tells us it's impossible. You are a Jesus fanatic. You are a Jesus freak. Yes, I am. Thank you very much. Hey, this world can't stand it. That Jesus gives you meaning to life. That it's not in a new house. It's not in a car. It's about instilling faith to the next generation. That's what's most important. That's the reason missions are so important. That's the reason we take these kids and do the things that we do. Because we want to see this carried on. We want to see them live by faith. To see this faith grow. Mm. One more thing here down at the bottom. It says down here. Let's get back to Luke. I want you to see this. and Man. Here it is. And he took them in his arm and blessed them. And laid their, his hands upon them. Okay, so Jesus does all his does all his part, and let me tell you, writing this thing out is really helpful. This rich young ruler thing is found in more than just Luke. It's found in Matthew, in Mark, in Luke. All three Gospels have this rich young ruler. Why in the world does it have the rich young ruler here? Because you can't work this thing out on your own. You have to trust God. That he is your righteousness. It's all by faith. I meet a lot of people sometimes. I explain Jesus Christ to them. I explain how to walk by faith. They can't believe it. Because they always think, well, I need to get clean. I need to get this straight in my life before I come to Jesus. Because people know I'm a sinner. Wrong. Jesus knows you were a sinner. That's the reason he died on the cross for you. You can't do anything to clean that thing up. If it was, he wouldn't need to die on the cross. We walk by faith, folks. Faith is not always by eyesight. You getting me here? It's not always the way it looks. This world has tinted our view. We need to walk by faith, not by sight. It says that all over scripture. Here's the thing. The disciples, I'm getting cut close on time here, but I want you to see this. In verse 9, he heard them talking along the road. The disciples were talking and saying, hey, I'm going to be the greatest. I'm going to do this, and you could be second in command or whatever. You know, who's going to sit on my right? Who's going to sit on the left? Jesus got to him and says, hey. I heard you talking on the road. This is in chapter 9 of Mark here. And he says, what were you talking about? And he said, you know, you must become like this child. You don't worry about position here on earth, okay? You must have this childlike faith to live this life out. So he brought a child in front of the disciples and said, you must become like this. Okay? 
Also, a few more verses down, he goes, hey, if anybody leads one of these little ones astray, it's better that a millstone be tied around his neck and you thrown into the sea. That's how much he loves these little ones. Okay? But you must have the faith. And in my scripture today, as we started out, the disciples were doing what with the kids? Hey, get out of here. Jesus is too busy. You can't come. This is not for you. Jesus saw this, it says, and was indignant. Man, I did some study on this word indignant in the Greek. This is a powerful rejection of his disciples. But I wonder how many times it can be said of us. Because we put other priorities first before the most important one of showing grace, showing love, showing kindness, of ministering to these little ones. You hear me? They keep saying kids are the future. Kids are now. That's what makes this church a vital part of this community. Is because of the children that we have in it. Amen? That's our most important ministry is our children right now. Because that is the generation of today. Where one generation from not having this evangelism go on to the next. So church, we need to touch our kids' lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to live it out. They need to see it lived out in us. As Jeremy gave this thing of saying, hey, I want to fill this bus and go to New Orleans. If you're a dad out there, he's called you to be a spiritual leader of your household. Today, it's awful hard to be a spiritual leader of your household. I'll be honest with you. But it takes taking time out of your busy schedule to read his word to apply it to your life, and to live it out. You can make a lot of other things important, but we need to make one thing the most important thing. And it's up to you. Church, this is a challenge. We're doing good, but we can always do better. Amen? So today, in this simple scripture, What's going to make Dorsville great on into the future? It's Jesus Christ and him lifted up. Okay? And we must never forget that that's our most important ministry here at Dorsville Baptist Church. It's taking these little ones and growing them up in faith in Jesus Christ. And it's not about being good. It's about living it out day by day. And when we make mistakes, parents, we're bad about this. We don't ever tell our kids when we make a mistake. But when we make a mistake, we need to make sure they see us confess our sins. Because we're not perfect. We're just saved. And they need to understand that. Amen.